This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. What kind of programs does this school have? How are the test scores? How many kids do a classroom? Homes.com knows these are all things you ask when you're home shopping as a parent. That's why each listing on Homes.com includes extensive reports on local schools, including photos, parent reviews, test scores, student-teacher ratio, school rankings, and more. The information is from multiple trusted sources and curated by Homes.com's dedicated in-house research team. It's also you can make the right decision for your family. Homes.com. We've done your homework. We're taking you inside the mind of a man. This is How Men Think, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, everyone. My name's Blake Horseman, and you may know me from the Bachelor franchise and currently on All-Star Shore. I'm so happy to be guest hosting How Men Think. I'm going to answer a few of your questions and try to help you understand how men think. But first, this 11 questions with Blake Horseman. Let's get into it. What am I known for? Um, obviously, I'm known for the Bachelorette. Uh, season, I believe it was 14, and then Bachelor in Paradise season six. Uh, now I'm currently filming Also Shore, which is in its fourth episode. But if I had to say what I'm known for the most, it would probably be Stagecoach. Um, that was kind of the drama and the um, a big storyline in BIP six. Uh, so that's probably the biggest thing we all kind of met down at Stagecoach Country Music Festival in California. If you haven't, if you don't know what it is, uh, but that's probably the biggest thing uh, I'm known for. Uh, who am I in my personal life? Well, honestly, so, you know, I, uh, I'm a pretty outgoing guy and extroverted in public. And, you know, I, um, I can be an entertainer at time. Most of the time I'm an entertainer, especially, you know, I DJ now for a living and things like that. But honestly, um, I think my close friends, um, and family know that when I'm alone and, uh, in my personal life, I'm actually quite the opposite. I'm an introvert. I don't really, uh, I really, uh, stick to myself. Uh, I don't go out during the week. You know, I kind of just hang out, Netflix, chill, work out, that kind of thing. So, um, on the weekends, you know, I know how to turn it on and everything, but in my personal life, I'm actually quite boring to be honest. Um, three shows that I'm currently binge watching. Okay. Actually I got this cause I just started one two days ago and I'm already like a season and a half in, but the newsroom on HBO max, uh, incredible writing, incredible show. I've been watching that. I binged all of Stranger Things or yeah, Stranger Things. And then um, what other shows have I binged lately? I mean, I'm always rewatching. I'm one of those people who need to fall asleep to something, to a television show. Always rewatching Community and New Girl on Netflix. So those are two that I'm always constantly watching. Um, what is my favorite food? Let's see here. Uh, I love, gosh, I would say my like guilty pleasure food. I love sushi, but my guilty pleasure food would be like, probably pizza. I just love pizza. You could any kind of pizza, deep dish, thin Chicago, New York, all the kind of styles. I love pizza. 
Uh, tell us about my career. Yeah. So, you know, obviously a lot has changed uh, since I was on The Bachelorette roughly four years ago. Uh, I currently, I've always been a big music guy. I was always the aux chord guy at parties. I was always the guy finding new music on YouTube, on SoundCloud, all that kind of stuff. So I've always been into music and um, obviously coming off the show, you're giving a lot of different opportunities. You're given a platform. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to pursue a per passion of mine, something I love to do. And that is music. And so I decided to DJ and, um, you know, I took classes. Um, I've created my own mixes, started producing. And that's what I do for a living now. I travel the world. Actually, I'm hitting three countries this year or this month. Um, travel the world DJing. So never something I thought I'd be doing. Yet here I find myself um, really, really, truly enjoying what I do and loving uh, meeting people out on the road and kind of, you know, meeting fans and that kind of thing. So that's what I do. I also have a podcast called Behind the Rose Podcast. And um yeah. So, and then of course, you know, Instagram stuff, all that fun stuff. So a lot of different things, but all things I never thought I'd be doing. Uh, so, uh, what is your biggest fear in life? Woof, getting deep. Uh, biggest fear in life would be probably honestly to die alone, <laughs> to get real dark. Uh, you know, I think to be one of those people who, you know, doesn't have a family, friends, anything like that around him when he passes, uh, I think that's probably my biggest fear in life. Um, what is my biggest pet peeve? Uh, honestly, I absolutely despise being late. I am one of those people who is early to everything. I'm one of the most prompt humans you will ever meet. I just find that to be late to something is wildly disrespectful to the person, you know, who is either meeting there, the person who's putting on the event or whatever it is. So my biggest pet peeve is, is being late. And that's not much closer. There's not many things that are even as close to that as biggest pet peeve to me. What makes me most happy? Uh, that's hard. I mean, I'll just be honest. I'm a pretty easy guy to make happy. I'm pretty, you know, um, I don't know. I'm pretty lighthearted, uh, level-headed, that kind of thing. I think probably I, it's just, it's crazy. Cause like I enjoy being on stage and entertaining and make people laugh, smile and dance while I'm, you know, doing my craft. Uh, but then at the same time, I'm incredibly happy in bed binging Netflix. So, um, and those are very, very opposite on the spectrum. But those two things are probably what makes me the happiest uh, when I'm either on stage entertaining or when I'm in bed resting. <laughs> so uh, one of those two things for sure. Uh, next question. Uh, what is your ideal Saturday morning? Uh, so my ideal Saturday morning, uh, probably, you know, I as much as people think like I, I go out party and drink all the time, I really don't. I'm working now. So, you know, I don't go out to party. I actually go out to work now. So I don't drink as much. Uh, so hopefully, you know, I didn't go out the Friday before, but Sunday, Saturday, you wake up, cup of coffee in the hot tub. Uh, I go work out, get a good sweat in. Uh, and then Saturday, I either do something, you know, with family or friends, something super casual in the daytime, more of a day drinker, maybe visit some breweries, um, go to Top Golf, maybe play a little golf, that kind of thing. Uh, and then honestly, in bed early, uh, watching Netflix on a Saturday night. So um, those are probably, that would be my ideal Saturday. Next question. Uh, are you more of an athlete or the armchair quarterback? <laughs> I love that question. Uh, an athlete. I'm both. Like I am also that person now who sits in a, you know, sits in the chair and yells at the, you know, the quarterbacks getting paid $500 million. Uh, but I was an athlete back in the day. I still am an athlete, but I did play college football. I actually was a quarterback um, in college. So I, I am an athlete. You know, I, I enjoy staying fit. Uh, I really put, you know, I'm passionate about my health and what I eat and what, you know, the way I treat my body. So um, definitely uh, I'm an athlete, but there are times when I'm watching some of my favorite sports that I am uh, definitely an armchair quarterback. What keeps me motivated? Uh, wow. That's a lot of different things. You know, I think 
one of the biggest things I went through, uh, some things, you know, in paradise and, um, I think a lot of people counted me out. I think a lot of people decided who I was based on a few, you know, stories written and told and stuff on paradise. And so I think honestly, one of the biggest motivations for me right now is as far as career wise, uh, is the chip on my shoulder. I have a bit of a chip on my shoulder. I want to prove to everybody that, um, you know, I don't really, I don't need the show, um, to be successful and I'm able to find success on my own. Um, so that's probably the thing that motivates me the most right now is the chip on my shoulder. And then, um, also my family and friends, you know, I think I have an incredible support system around me uh, and they continue to motivate me. Uh, but that's probably the biggest thing as far as motivation career wise. So that's 11 questions with me, Blake Horseman. So now we'll take a little break and we'll come back with some questions from callers. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hi, Alexa. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I heard you got a question for me. Fire away. Yeah, I sure do. Um, my boyfriend and uh, his best friend do everything together. They're basically like attached at the hip. And um, like they run errands together, um, always trying out new restaurants. And honestly, I, I just want some quality time with him. So how do I ask for this without making him feel like he's choosing me over his friend? Yeah, great question. Uh, so have you approached him at all? Kind of, Have you kind of dropped hints? Have you done that kind of thing with him? Uh, yeah, I was like, you know, maybe it'd be nice to have some alone time later. Mm -hmm. But I don't think he understands that that means without his friend because uh, he showed up to my place with his friend. Oh, no. <laughs> so the way I'd look at it, so it's good that you've been dropping hints because that was going to be my first thing is like slowly drop hints before you kind of like approach him about being like, listen, like either it's you know, not necessarily like your friend or me, but it's more of like, you know, this is impeding our ability 
um, to grow our relationship. But honestly, I think the way I look at it and the reason maybe he's doing this, um, bringing his friend around, um, is maybe because he's, he's scared. Um, you know, I think maybe he has, you know, an issue with being not necessarily alone with you, but he has, you know, an issue of like, what is our, you know, conversation is going to be like that kind of thing. What does our relationship look like when he's not in it? And I think that's maybe fearful to him. Like, what does our relationship look like when we don't have this quote unquote, like third wheel? So I think that's the way I'd be approaching it. Be like, is, are you, instead of like throwing all the blame on him, I'd be like, am I be like, am I doing something that is like, are you scared to be, you know, alone with me? Like, do you always have to have this crutch of your friend with you? Like, am I doing something? And then maybe that will at least create the communication. And then you can have the open dialogue of why he keeps bringing his friends around constantly when you want to have some, you know, one-on-one -on -one time. Got it. So I need to put it on him. Yeah. I would say, I would just be like, listen, like why just ask, I'd just be like, why do you need this crutch of your friend when you're around me? You know, I understand that you guys are close and I love that. Like you'd rather have it, you know, I don't know if you'd rather have it, but you definitely want somebody who has a life outside of your relationship. But at the same time, it can't, it can't be too much. Like it sounds like it is at least. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I definitely feel like it's impacting our ability to connect and Bingo. I mean, and it's yeah. nice, but I didn't want two boyfriends. <laughs> yeah, that's a see, that's a good way to put it. Be like, listen, I didn't sign up for two boyfriends. Like, I want us to get closer. And I think maybe, you know, I'm trying to be, you know, I guess optimistic here, but maybe he doesn't really understand just how much it is impacting you and how hard it's become for you and your relationship. And maybe if you kind of just talk to him about it, he'll be like, wow, you know, I don't, I don't want to lose you. And I don't want our relationship to take steps backwards. Um, I'll make a change, you know? Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think that sounds fair. Yeah. I hope that, I hope that helps because you're not the, and trust me, you're not alone in this. Yeah. There are a lot of women out there who uh, have the same problem because um, yeah, men run in packs. We'll put it that way. Men run in packs. So. <laughs> Oh, I always thought it was the other way around. <laughs> no, unfortunately, it's both. It's both. <laughs> okay, well, thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Have a good one, Alexa. Hi, Aubrey. How are you? Um, I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. I heard you got a question for me. See if I can help you out. Yeah, definitely. So um, I'm living with my boyfriend. We're, we've been in a relationship for a while. Um, I'm the breadwinner. Like I make more money. Mm -hmm. um, and my boyfriend, he just quit his job of 10 years. He was really stressed out and he's looking for something else, but he, he doesn't seem to be looking as hard as, as he should. Um, and I told him I would support him through his transition, but it, it just feels like it's taking a really long time, longer than expected. And, you know, since I'm making the money, I, I, I want to support him, but I don't want like to feel like a burden, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is a predicament. So how long, <clears throat> how long currently has he been, I guess, unemployed or at least searching for a job roughly? Um, it's been like six or seven months. <laughs> that is a long time. That really is. So first of all, I don't think you're, uh, in the wrong to ask this question or to actually just feel the way that you're feeling right now, because that is a long time, six, seven months, especially with you providing for him and supporting him. And which by the way is, is amazing. Um, so are you kind of, are you kind of wondering like, how do you approach the conversation with him? And like, how do you light a fire under, you know, under him, if you will? 
Yeah, like sometimes I'll ask him questions about what he did with his day to see if he'll tell me about a new job interview or mm-hmm. something. And I don't I don't think he's catching on. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be honest, this is actually probably one of one of the hardest situations because men's egos are very fragile. Like coming from a man, our egos are very fragile. And if you know we feel like um we're to a point where it's like you know, you're obviously supporting and everything. And then you feel like we aren't, you won't feel like he isn't working hard to get that next job. It could, it could become, you know, a pretty big, I don't want I mean, argument, I guess, or fight, if you will, like, just, just come from my experience. So this is a very delicate situation, fragile. So I think the one way to do it, at least for me, if I was in his shoes is to be like, listen, it's been six months now. Um, I think you just got to straight up, like, be honest with him because maybe he doesn't think he doesn't understand. I, I know you said you've dropped some hints, but we're we're not the the brightest people. So I would say maybe, you know, like, just straight up ask him or tell him and be like, listen, you know, I don't mind supporting you. And this, you know, I want to make sure that you find a job that you enjoy, because it sounds like maybe his job he before he didn't enjoy because that, you know, if he finds a job he enjoys, it will help your relationship so much more, you know? Right. Um, yeah. So I would say, listen. I understand you're taking your time. You're finding what you're passionate about. You're finding a job that you're going to enjoy going to every day. But at the same time, like, you know, this agreement or deal, whatever you want to call it, we have, I don't mind supporting you. But if you're not out there looking for a job that, you know, you're passionate about and that you love, then we got to figure another, you know, we got to figure something else out. Um, But I would say, you know, it is a very delicate situation, like I said, because men's egos are so fragile. But I would just honestly approach him with honesty be completely honest with them definitely all right yeah, i think the biggest way to, to frame it is to be like listen because it sounds like maybe he's looking but just be like you know i know you're looking for like a passion job i know you're looking for something you're you know you're going to enjoy to go to but at the same time it's been six seven months um, right you know we got we got to figure out something else even if it's like him get a job for now on the side i don't know you know uh a gas station tenant, whatever it is while he finds this job he's passionate about you could frame it in that sense too Definitely. Yeah. yeah. That's why. Cool. Well, yeah. thank you so much. Absolutely. I hope that helped a little bit, Aubrey. Definitely. All righty. Have a good one. You too. Hi, Danielle. How are you? Blake here. Hey, how's it going? Oh, I'm going. I'm doing pretty good, actually. I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain. I uh, heard you got a question for me. I can help you out. Yes, please. Um. Okay. So I am single and ready to mingle, right? And right. Then, um, I go to bars and I feel like I feel like I'm putting out that vibe, um, but guys aren't coming up to me as much as I expected, as much as I thought. Um, mm-hmm. It's like everyone seems to be on their phones or like in a group. Um, so I guess my question is, what would be a cool way to start like a fun conversation or what could I do to, I don't know, catch their attention and yeah. pull them away from their friends or, you know? Yeah. No, solid question. Um, and I think a lot of women lately do feel this. I mean, I obviously that the phone thing and like the them being honestly like so worried about themselves and like they don't look up from their phone or whatever it is. And yeah. you know, and men are terrified of rejection. Like I'll just put that out there. Men are terrified of rejection. Um, yeah. so that could be one of the reasons they're they're afraid to put themselves out there to come up to you. So if you see somebody, let's say you know, you see a cute guy or whatever it is, and or somebody who intrigues you. Honestly, it, it sounds like so cliche, but one of the biggest things is if, if you, for me, 
what I used to do is eye contact, right? You, you, you make yeah. some eye contact. And if they linger, I always call it lingering eye contact. If there's some lingering eye contact there, then I think that's when you, and men love it. At least I do. I think most men love when women make move um, as long as it's not too over the top and simply walking up and being like, introducing your name and saying, can I buy you a drink? I know that sounds yeah. so boring and cliche, but that would work on me every time, especially, <laughs> and you know what it's like when you feel that like attraction or you feel that you get that lingering eye contact. You're like, Oh, like, you know, he checked me out or, Oh, he's yeah. like, you know, he's looked over here five times. Then it's like, okay, there's something here. Instead of waiting for him to come to you, just do it yourself. Just introduce yourself. Be like, can I buy you a drink or just introduce yourself in general. And then yeah. be like, what are you doing here? You know, one of those things. But I think the key is that lingering eye contact and just noticing that he's looking at you a few times. Okay. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So that's what I always say. The lingering eye contact. If I notice a woman across the bar and we linger eye contact, I'm like, okay, time to, time to make a move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I would say. Sounds awesome. Okay, good. Well, I hope good luck out there. Good Thank luck you. out there. Yeah, it's it's Thank not easy much. dating. I yeah, know. <laughs> it's not. All right. Well, have a good one. Thank you. All right. To you as well. Bye. Hi, Amanda. Blake here. Heard you might have a question for me we can help you out with. Hey, yes. Um, so this is so awkward. I just, I started like casually dating this guy who's like the single dad of two kids. And I really like him. We had like a few great dates and um, we're not exclusive per se yet. Mm -hmm. But um, he also told me that he wasn't like dating anybody else. So um, yeah. Yeah. And like recently he's been going on what he says are business trips. So we haven't seen each other, you know, in a little while, but um, the thing, my question is I saw him get tagged on Instagram in a photo with like this girl at a music festival. Mm. Um, and like, I know we're not exclusive, but I just like, I'm more upset that he lied about it, you know? And yeah. You know, I just he lied that he was on a business trip and then he wasn't seeing anyone else. And I'm just so I'm just wondering, like, should I call him out for lying to me? I mean, and, and also, like, how do I bring it up? Because I was snooping on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, so. we all snoop, though. Don't feel guilty about that. We all snoop. Uh, you know, I would say the biggest thing is first to find out, right? Like. Maybe that's his, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm thinking optimistically here. Maybe that's his cousin. Maybe that's whatever it is. Always find out before you, you know, more or less like get mad at him. Always find out if it's true. So the way I'd approach um, the opening to the conversation is being like, listen, I just want you to know we're not exclusive. I know that, you know, we've talked about that, but at the same time, I want to be safe. Um, so I would like to know if you are sleeping with anybody else, if you are seeing anybody else. Um, I know actually, honestly, I've been approached that way and I thought it was a really mature and a great point. You know what I mean? And I was like, okay, you're right. Like we do need to talk about this because this is, you know, you know, sexual safety or whatever you want to call it is something that is really important. And so uh, to me, it was like, okay, you're right. I need to be honest, um, completely honest. So that would be how I approach to find out whether or not, you know, he is seeing anybody else. He's sleeping with anybody else, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, and if he straight up says, you know, no, I'm not, then maybe be like, well, listen, I'll just be honest. I saw this picture of you tag. Like, I just want to know who this is. Mm -hmm. Then it'll be interesting to see if he fumbles around a little bit. If he, uh, you know, he looks to the left or whatever it is that they do. When people lie. Um, and if he, you know, if he's caught red hand or if he's honest and he's like, yeah, I am, you know, kind of seeing somebody else, then you have to decide. 
is this, do you want to be exclusive? Because sometimes it takes a little, you know, kick in the stomach to realize that you want to be exclusive with somebody, you know, sometimes it takes something like this to realize, oh, I care about this person more than I think. And it could happen for him too. Maybe he realizes if you say, you know, I'm out, like, I, I just don't really feel comfortable. He might be like, wait, 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 wait. Um, I'll dump this other person. I'll stop seeing this other person. I'll be with you. So um, that's kind of the crossroads I think you'll be at after you figure out if he's seeing anybody else. It's like, do you decide if you still want to continue seeing him and you want to make it exclusive? Or maybe does he still want to see you and make it exclusive? So um, this one little conversation can actually lead to a pretty break, big breakthrough, I think, in your conversation or in your relationship. Yeah, I love that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how I approach it. Yeah. Hopefully that helps a little bit because <laughs> that is not easy. I've been there. We've all been there. No, it's not easy, but I, I that gives me at least a direction to go in because I was just flailing. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it helps. Yeah. Like that's a good way to put it. Direction, it, direction to go in. So. Yay. Okay. Thank you okay. so much. I Absolutely. That. Amanda. Yeah. You have a good one. You too. Hi, Rebecca. Blake here. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing all right. Heard you might have a little, uh, problem I can maybe help you out with oh yeah so you know my best friends we've always been very open about talking about our relationships but now their relationships went so well they're all married but I'm not Mm. so so like now our conversations are different and I'm the only one talking about my relationship and like their marriages are different I get it like marriage is marriage but I feel like they aren't really adding any input anymore. And I'm not really sure if like, should I keep giving my dating information and all of that? Or should I just back off and like realize that this is just the way it is? Yeah. uh, Good question. First of all, I know exactly how you feel. (laughs) All my friends are married with kids. Like it's crazy. I went to a bachelor party the other night and it was like 20 dudes. I was like, you guys are all married, aren't you? Like it was crazy. So I I understand where you're coming from. Um, I think, personally, you know, again, I, you know, I'm not entirely sure. I obviously can't get in the brains of your friends, but I think maybe they in a way feel guilty talking about, you know, their relationship and what they've learned and things like that, because maybe there's, you know, there's obviously the stigma of like, you need to get married, you have kids, all this kind of stuff. And so maybe they're feeling, they're trying to put your feelings first. uh, And they're kind of worried about, you know, hurting your feelings by talking about their relationship. So one of the easiest ways I think maybe would just to be approaching me like, listen, it doesn't bother me that you guys are in a happy relationship. Like I, it is something I'm striving for. And I would love your input. I would love your guys' advice even more now than maybe before, because you have found the person you have worked through issues, problems, whatever it is. So I would just be honest with them and be like, listen, you're not hurting my feelings. <laughs> like I would love to hear input from you guys. Cause I think maybe they're just scared to hurt your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. I know we, we still have a good friendship. It's just mm-hmm. that dynamics changed. So yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think just maybe that, and if especially if that's the only thing that's changed. If you still have an incredible friendship and you guys talk about everything else, but that's the one thing that you're not really talking about, I think maybe they're scared to broach this, breach the subject just because it might be uncomfortable for you. So maybe I would just express to them, it's not uncomfortable and please, you know, help me out. We need some advice. So. Yeah, well, I'm not the babysitter for them yet. So uh, yeah, that's... <laughs> you got, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's a good thing. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> so. Awesome. Well, I hope that helped a little bit. All right, cool. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Have a good one. You too. Alrighty. Well, that will do it for our callers. Uh, we're going to take a little break here and then we're going to ask some questions and answers for me. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years and not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. 
That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Alrighty, and we're back now. Uh, and we're gonna ask some Q and A to me here. Uh, so we know you're from the Bachelorette 14th season with Becca Kufrin. How much has your life changed since then? Honestly, it'd be easier to ask what has stayed the same. Uh, in the last four years, my life has completely changed in almost almost every aspect. To be completely honest, you know, I was before the show. I was. Selling beer. I was working for Coors. I was a beer sales rep for Coors Distributing Company here in Denver, Colorado. Um, I'm obviously not doing that anymore. Uh, I uh, have some other opportunities. You know, I'm DJing full time now and traveling DJ. Um, and then also, you know, I have a podcast of my own, Behind the Rose Podcast. And the, one of the coolest things about you know coming on off, I should say, coming off a show like The Bachelorette, is the incredible opportunities and people you meet. And one of the things I do cherish and I do pride myself on is um, nurturing relationships and nurturing, you know, being a good networker, if you will. So I think when I came off the show, I met some incredible people, people I never thought I'd meet, you know, celebrities, um, incredible, you know, people in, in industries, like world leaders in industries, like just crazy, crazy stuff. And, you know, I'd be able to really cherish those relationships and nourish those relationships and um, gotten some incredible opportunities from it. And honestly, I travel now. I mean, I'm hitting eight cities this month. So travel like crazy. Um, my life is way, way a lot, you know, a lot crazier than before. And I love it. I love it to a degree. I'm definitely not bored. But at the same time, I do miss the um, the nine to five, the routine of a regular life. Um, but I'm happy where I am in my career and my personal life as well right now. So uh, a lot has changed, to say the least. Has it gotten easier or harder to date? I get asked this quite a bit. And honestly, it's both. It's both. What I always say is things that were, things about dating that were easier before the show are now harder. So getting a date, for example, a lot easier. Um, you know, the DMs are, are full. Um, the just meeting people in general coming up, they come up to me and, and know me. So meeting people is a lot easier. Um, but then having a genuine connection, which I think was easier before the show is now harder after the show. So, you know, it's a little harder to know whose um, intentions are right. Um, because, you know, you have people who maybe just want the Instagram followers or want the clout or want to meet a famous person, a celeb, whatever you want to call it. Um, so, 
yeah, it's some things are easier. Some things are harder. Things that were easier before the show are now harder and things that were harder for the show are now easier. So um, it's just as hard to date though, you know, in general, like it's just as hard to date as it was before the show. Uh, you recently came out publicly that you were dating Giannina Jabelli from Love is Blind. Uh, you two met on All-Star Shore. Did you expect to find love on the show? Great question. So yes, uh, me and Giannina, uh, we did find uh, a pretty amazing relationship while filming All-Star Shore. And honestly, no, I not only did I not expect to find love on the show, but I told myself not to find love on the show. I told myself to stay away from relationships, to stay away from that. You've done that twice now on two different shows. It's a competition show, like have fun, show your fun side. Um, don't fall for anybody, but not unfortunately. Fortunately, uh, I did meet Giannina pretty quickly and um, right away we kind of hit it off and I'm so glad we did. Obviously, I'm so glad, you know, it happened the way it did because I'm incredibly happy right now. Um, but yeah, neither of us anticipated finding anybody on this show. So it was quite the surprise, uh, but the, it was a, the best surprise. Uh, tell us how your relationship started. Uh, will we see it play out on All-Star Shore? Yeah, so currently we are this week. So um, this week we'll be on episode four of All-Star Shore. And you've kind of seen a little bit of, you know, some of our first conversations, some of our first um, ups and downs even in the relationship right off the bat. Uh, but at the same time, um, there's still a lot to be seen. There's still a lot that happens in our relationship in the next roughly six, seven episodes, whatever we have left. Um, but I think one of the coolest things and one of the that you saw kind of in the first two episodes is obviously we're culturally a lot different, right? You know, she's born in Venezuela. Her first language is Spanish. Um, her culture, you know, is incredible. And I'm this, you know, gringo who's just like, you know, your normal, uh, you know, all American white boy. So at the same time, we're very different, but we've been through a lot of life experiences um, that are very similar. And so we're looking for the same things in a partner and you kind of see that the first few episodes of us, like having these moments of connecting and, and realizing, oh, like, you know, you're looking for this. I'm looking for that as well. And we, we've been through these life experiences that help us more or less deal with, you know, conflict in our relationship or deal with certain moments, maybe in past relationships that we would have blown a gasket or we would have freaked out. Or it would have been the end of things. So it's pretty cool to see, you know, how these life experiences and past relationships um, have kind of created you know, this perfect atmosphere for us to, to create a relationship with. So, but continue to watch. There's still a lot that happens on All-Star Shore. Um, how early on did you know it was love? Um, that's one of those things where obviously, you know, I've said I love you pretty quick uh, on The Bachelorette. You know, I said it within, you know, weeks. Um, and on Paradise, I didn't say it, you know, and I went through a couple different relationships in Paradise, but I didn't want it to be a rushed thing. Like I wanted to take my time, um, you know, and obviously for her, she was engaged within like eight days or whatever it was in Love is Blind. So I think there was moments where we felt it, but we didn't want to rush things. Like what was the rush? You know, we don't have producers breathing down our neck being like, say it, say it, say it. If you feel it, say it. So we did take our time. And, you know, although I did feel, you know, love for her pretty early on, uh, I did wait until, you know, quite a few months in to say it just because I wanted to be sure I didn't want, I always said the next person I'd go public with, you know, was going to be a very serious relationship with somebody I could see myself spending my life with. So we took our time. Um, and I'm, that's not for everybody. I'm not going to sit here and act like taking your time is the answer, you know, answer to end all. But for me, it was something I wanted to do in this relationship because obviously me love bombing or whatever you want to call it in the past, love bombing each other didn't work. So I want to try something a little different this time. It's, it's been fantastic. Um, since you are, you guys are both reality stars and in the public eye, 
Does that add a different awareness to the relationship? Uh, great question. So I actually, believe it or not, I had never really dated in public. You know what I mean? Bachelorettes, when it was airing, I was, obviously I was not, you know, the final pick. So I didn't, was it, wasn't dating anybody then coming off paradise. I didn't finish paradise in a relationship. So I had actually never dated in public. And I, I've seen a lot of my friends date in public and it is incredibly difficult. You have a lot of eyes on your relationship, a lot of opinions about your relationship that can seep into, you know, you, you can't ignore everything uh, and it can seep into your relationship. So I actually leaned on G a lot for that because she had dated in the public. And so I was very nervous. I'm not going to sit here and act like I wasn't. I was very nervous to go public. Um, but, you know, she was obviously incredible and she explained to me kind of what to expect. And actually it's been so far, I mean, we're only, you know, maybe a couple of weeks in, but it's been amazing. Um, there hasn't really been any, any moment so far where I felt like, you know, there was, you know, people were having opinions and they were seeping into my relationship where I was aware of things that are being said in the media or on social media, on Twitter, whatever it is. Um, so, so far it's been amazing and the support's been incredible. Um, and it's been easier than I anticipated. I'm sure that will change. Um, it's never easy to date, uh, in the public eye, but, um, yeah, I can't really speak to that so far because it's all been, it's all been pretty awesome and pretty amazing. So next question, um, why did you wait to publicly share your relationship? Obviously, we were, you know, contractually obligated for the most part to hide our relationship because of All-Star Shore. Um, you know, it had filmed in December. We went public just a few weeks ago. So it's been about almost seven months. We've been dating for seven months privately. And actually, I'm so glad we did. Um, it's been, you know, putting that added pressure of the public eye on a relationship very early, I think, can be hard on a relationship. Um, and although, you know, we did, you know, at times want to share you know, what we have and share some really fun moments that we've had together over the last seven months. At the end of the day, we're really glad that we did wait. And we were really glad, even if it was, quote, you know, more or less, quote unquote, forced. We're so glad we did. And I think if we did it again, even if we weren't forced, we'd wait um, until our relationship really had a solid foundation, a solid core before we decided to go public. Um, yeah, so I'm glad we did what we did. And I'm glad it worked out the way it did. Uh, but I am glad we're public now. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, on to some dating questions. Is it true when a man wants to be with someone, he will be with her no matter what? So I've, I'm older now. I'm 33, right? Uh, been in a lot of different relationships, um, a lot of crazy relationships, you know, based on just reality TV alone. Um, I used to think, yes, I used to think if a man or woman wanted to be with somebody, they would make it worth work no matter what. Like that used to be a, a philosophy of mine was like, if you want to be with me, you'll be with me. If I want to be with you, I'll be with you. But the more I've learned, the more I've grown, the more life experience I have, I realize that there really is a thing called bad timing. I truly do believe that. And I think there are certain relationships that will work at a certain time in your life and certain relationships that won't. And I'm one of those firm believers that you do have multiple loves in your life. There's like, you know, I can't remember what movie or maybe even a book that I read where it was like, you know, there's certain loves in your life at certain points in your life when you're ready to accept certain amounts of love. So I think, no, I don't think that to answer the question, you know, plainly, no, I think that there are certain moments in life where you are willing to accept love and you're at a good point professionally, personally, where you're able to accept love and give love. So no, I think even though maybe you have this intense feelings and, you know, you're very passionate about somebody, sometimes it, it won't work because of timing. Uh, so yeah, that's something that's changed over time, but no, I think 
there are, you have to be ready to accept love and give love just as much as your partner. And sometimes that that's, you know, neither or both or one isn't ready to do that. So um, timing is everything. I really do believe that. Do you think it's better to call or text when you're starting to date someone? Ooh, I hate being on the phone. I am one of those stupid millennial gens, whatever you want to call us. I'm one of the Gen X, Gen Zs, whatever. I do not like talking on the phone. So for me, especially to start a relationship, texting. Texting for me is huge. Now, I am not a... Like, I don't play the game of like, oh, I'll wait a couple hours to text back. I'm a, you know, I text right away, especially when I'm into somebody or I'm dating somebody, I text right away. Um, so I think that's more of a red flag is like, if you're texting and they wait six, seven hours to text back, days to text back, then that's like, they're not into you. But once you get to a certain degree, actually, I think not even phone call. Like, I think I skip phone call. I go straight to FaceTime. I think FaceTimes are enormous in relationships. Um, so texting to start, skip phone calls go straight into FaceTiming. That's that's my advice, or at least that's what I do in relationships. Okay, we'll answer uh, last question here. Do you think it's always the guy's job to pay for the first date? This is a great question because um, the first date changes things. I do think maybe that first date, especially if he asks you on a date. I think if he asks you on a date, women, and he takes you out, he picks the date, he picks you up, whatever it is, I do think then, you know, he should pay for the first date. But then I think moving forward, I'm very much a 50-50 kind of guy. Like, I very much believe that, like, you know, you pick up one date, he picks up the next. You split dates, you split bills, whatever it is. But I do think that first date, especially if he asks you on the date, I do think that he uh, should pay for the first date. But, hey, if a woman asks the man on a date, maybe she should pay for the first date. You know what I mean? I'm not into the whole, you know, men should pay for everything thing. I think it should be 50-50. Um, and I think, um, I think everything in a relationship should be 50, 50. So not just the money, you know? So, uh, so yeah, that'll do it for questions. Um, yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening. Really appreciate it. Again, my name is Blake Horseman. Um, you'll see me out there on the road, DJing, spinning, hopefully in a city near you. Uh, you can check out my schedule at blakehorseman.com, or you can follow me on Instagram at balake.h. Um, I do post, you know, kind of the cities I'll be in. I'm in a lot of different cities every month and then follow and listen to behind the rose podcast, uh, on Instagram and, uh, on anything you listen to your, to your podcast, whether that be, um, Apple, Spotify, all that stuff. Um, so tune into that and yeah, thanks for listening to how men think and, uh, hope you enjoy this and hope I was able to help out a little bit. This is how men think an iHeartRadio London audio production. Listen each Thursday on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.